This has been Gospel Theory, a Called to Learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast. Hey, welcome to Gospel Theory, where we are finding the truth of Jesus Christ through all the rumors, the myths, and the incorrect definitions. Today, we will be talking and continuing our last one, three of three, out of the 12 Rules of Christ. So you, Isaac, you know how they um, talk about begin with the end in mind? Yes. Stephen R. Covey in his book says this, that was one of the seven habits. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah it was. So um, begin with the end in mind. How do you know what the end is? And what is the end? What does that mean? That's, the, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Okay, great. Okay. Plus the four rules, the other four rules of, of Christ. So um, I'm Trusta, and this is my son, Isaac, and I have been his mother his whole life. That's I true, you have. Really thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been homeschooling him since he was very little. We've been doing this for 25 years, still have four children at home doing homeschooling, and I love homeschooling. My husband asked me one time, will you please do homeschool our children when you were probably like three? Three, yeah. And I said, nope, not on your life. Not even going to happen. Don't talk to me. Don't bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> and he got me to go to a conference. And yeah, here we are. Things have changed. <laughs> We're still doing it. So yeah, I'm loving it. I I actually very much promote homeschooling and enjoy doing that very much. So let's go back to our question. How do we find the end? What is the end? It is our, our last goal, right? It's what we want to be when we are finished with this life. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do agree. Okay. So it's not like you can say that for every goal, I guess. Like if you're making a goal and you could say, begin with the end of that goal in mind, you could say that. Right? Yeah. But we're today we're talking about what we want to do with the rest of our lives. What do we want to, who do we want to be by the time we're done? Who yeah. Do you want to be so. What would you tie in with that as well? Enduring to the end of what to do between that time too, or we just talking uh, about think, specifically when I we die? That, well, and well, I, I guess it doesn't have to be when we die, right? It can be just any time, like whenever we are doing anything, and that's and who it's it's who we are. Like, who do we want to really be? Are we being our true best self? In every situation, are we being our true best self? Keeping all the, time? the second coming and the, yeah, the resurrection of ourselves in mind. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Makes sense. And and the reason I I want to talk about that because of how it applies to you, but, but mainly because the next four um, descriptions of Jesus Christ come afterwards, right? He it's with the exception of one of them. This is something he will be. By the time the millennium comes or during the millennium, it's not something, these are the last four rules are his, what he will accomplish. And that's what we're talking about today. I want, what goals are you accomplishing? What goals do you want to have happen? What are you living for? Right. And of course, it's going to be to get to heaven, to yeah, be absolutely. with God again, to be able to wrap our arms around heavenly father and for him to say, good though. How does it go? Thou good and faithful servant. Well done, thou good and faithful yeah. servant. So, 
So that's where, that's what we want to talk about. Think about that goal. Think about that goal of reaching back to heaven and being with him and getting our new mission calls for a new life. Yeah. Okay. That's really exciting. Okay. So we start out with, um, let's just do a slight review. Um, we started out with Jesus Christ as um, the Messiah, which all happened in the pre-mortal life. We talked about him being the, uh, the savior that he, he's got, he, you know, pre, pre-mortal life, he became our savior. He did for, in, uh, he became the great high priest and he was the son of God, right? We, we established all that pre-mortally. And then during his lifetime, he is our redeemer, which also means that he was the great sacrifice that he sacrificed for us on the cross. He was our resurrection. He resurrected and he's going to bring us resurrection and he's our deliverer. He will bring us back up to God. Okay. So today as, as the millennial reign, he will reign as a king. And then he has four roles underneath the king. But what is a king? Do you know what a king is? Uh, well, a king is a ruler over a specific group of people, mm -hmm. usually a, that has a kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And does that describe God? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. We are building the kingdom of God on earth right? yes, through yeah. the church of Jesus Christ. So yeah, that would be a definite role. But let's break up. So this is your definition for this week. Okay. So what? How, break up the word king. We're going to say K-I-N. Kin. What does kin mean? Uh, friends or our people. Yeah. Yeah. They are family, right? Yes. It's not just family like blood family, but family like is in our best friends, man. We're buds. Yeah. Like right? a community, our kin. Or, yeah, yeah. Our kin. These are our people. These yes. are our friends, right? So how does that fit in with being a king? But let's break up it again. Let's go back. Let's break it up a little bit farther. Like, where did that come from? And it comes from the word gen, G-E-N. So think about words that start with gen. Generation. Generation has to do with people, right? Yeah. Genealogy. The study of people study or, of or people. ancestors. Yeah. Um, how about the word genocide? <laughs> that doesn't really have to do with people, but. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It has to do with lives, lives and death yeah. mm -hmm. of lives. Yeah. yeah. Another word I thought of was gentle. But who are we being gentle to? We're being gentle to people, right? Yeah. So all of these words that that that's where that root word, that G-E-N came from. Then the K-I-N talking about friendships and people. And then let's look at I-N-G. I-N-G just means an action, right? It's a right. it's a verb. It so makes it a verb. Kenning? Or yeah, Jenning. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's exactly exactly it. Yep. So being a kinning, right? If I'm kinning, then I'm taking care of my people. I'm rallying them together. I'm I'm helping them. I'm nurturing them. I'm bringing them peace. I'm helping by doing my job so that they can do their job better. You know, mm. that's how we're working together, and that's what kinning really meant. And so let's think about different kinds of kings. We've got um, King Benjamin versus King Noah in the Book of Mormon. Okay. Okay. So King Noah, what did he believe? King Noah. 
Nah. He's the one with Abinadi, and he's like, okay, yeah. everybody should give me 20% taxes. Basically. While yeah. I sit on my butt and do nothing. <laughs> well, I don't know if he did that for sure or not. But. No, I'm sure there's evidence for that, but I would definitely feel like he was uh, more of a Greek philosophy again. Just mm-hmm. eat, drink, and be merry. You yeah. Know. And let's give me a bigger throne and let's make me a bigger house and let's make yeah. me a bigger this because I'm your kinning. Yeah. <laughs> I am kinning you. But yeah. that's not really kinning, right? It's not really. They called him King Noah, but he really wasn't a king. Well, not in the, I guess not in the yeah. true definition for yeah. sure. Yeah. And the, that definition has become so corrupt that there's mm-hmm. lots of negative definitions of what king is now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's look at King Abinadi or King Benjamin. King Benjamin's the one that built the tower. He talked to his people. He brings everybody together. And he said, I love these words. I have worked my own food. I have brought, I've worked the own soil. I've worked beside you. I've provided for myself. Not very many kings in the history of this world. Can you say that? No, not really. Yeah, not very many. Yeah, I mean, that's how it used to be. I mean, he, and, and what I love about King Benjamin so much is that his philosophy was the same as our founding fathers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so very similar fa- uh, feeling. What they thought, what King Benjamin thought of kings and the, the evil kings, mm-hmm. he wanted to go against that, which is why he created the, the reign of the judges, mm-hmm. right? right. And, that, and he was the one that started all that. So I, I, well, his son did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like his son the one but, that planted yeah. the seed in his son's <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. why I really what's what I really like about King Benjamin is that he wasn't really a king; he was a servant to his people. Yeah, and that's what a king should be. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's exactly. what our politicians should be, and that's what they used to be, right? Mm-hmm. They used yeah. to work on the farms, mm-hmm. and then they would just every once in a while, when they need to go make laws, they would go, you know, like once a month, and then go up mm-hmm. and make the laws. It's his extra, it his extra job, right? His his part-time job would be right. They didn't, the a lot of them didn't even get paid for it. No, you know? yeah, so yeah, not at all. So it's kinning. Then, if you were to put kin and ing together, means giving and protecting life. Remember genocide? We were talking about that. Yeah, that means that life protection too is not, or the opposite. That would be the opposite of right. Um, but protecting life, it also means nurturing. So. Not only was he doing and making his own living, but he was also helping his people learn how to garden better or lending a shoulder to cry on or, you know, like that. He's really nurturing his people as well. That's cool. And kinning did not just mean male and male. It was female as well. I didn't. Really? Yeah. Queen came much later. Much later, actually. And so it was just a king, whether you were male or female, you you were kinning, right? and it was an action word. But then came the noun, and when we got made it into a noun, and we oh, said king, right? So a king really is a man or woman who gives, who nurtures, and who protects lives. That is not the definition we use today. <laughs> nope. Nope, it's not. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So I mean, think of Christ with the, in the role of a king with this definition. Does it not fit him perfectly? Oh, it fits him absolutely perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I just thought he was supposed to be a righteous king. Mm-hmm. But now it's, no, that makes way more no, sense. No, he's going to protect us. He's going to nurture us. He's going to give us life. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be. He's so already great. the ultimate king yeah. based on that definition. Yeah, exactly. Sure. 
Exactly. Yeah. He's already doing that, right? He's already being our king, even though he's not crowned king. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So underneath the king, we have three different, uh, in the in America, we call it uh, branches of government, right? We have the three branches of yeah. government. So we have the judicial branch, the legislative branch, and the executive branch, right? Yes. Same thing with with Christ. When he becomes a king, he will take the role of all three of those. Well, because he's perfect. Yeah, because he's perfect, right? We can't let any man who's not perfect take the kingship. And that's why we've been fighting since, what, 1066 when we said no more kings. We've got to make some rules, right? Well, in Britain, in Britain, anyway. And um, so, yeah, that's we, we've got to stop the kingship. And that's what the Mayflower Compact was about. And ma- making sure that we don't have just one ruler, that we have a righteous man. And, and, and anyway, so the next time we have a king, we want it to be Christ. Yeah. So we can trust him. He is perfect and he will do what's right. Makes 100% yeah. sense. So as a, let's talk about just the branches, right? Like that God's going to do the judicial branch. Can you tell us about that? It has to do with the court systems mm-hmm. um, and national court systems. So what do they do? They don't make laws. A lot mm-hmm. of people think that they do. <laughs> so no, they can't I'll tell you that laws. right off the bat. They, mm-hmm. They're not supposed to make laws anyway. Sometimes they get around it. But um, they, they, you know, they don't make laws or anything. They just protect the Constitution through their, um, you know, through their lawyer skills. You know, basing, basically okay. looking at a law and saying, is it constitutional or is it not? Mm-hmm. So the word then I think you're looking for is judge. Yes, they are judicial. Judge. They're judging, right? Yep. They judge to see if the law is lawful, if it's constitutional. Or if it goes against human rights. Or if it goes yep. against our rights, yeah. So do you think that Jesus Christ then, being the great judge, is going to do that righteously? And do it perfectly. Yeah, of course, right? <laughs> yeah. So thank goodness we don't have to be the judge, right? Yes, yeah. I agree to that. So he's not only our small judge, but he is our great ultimate judge, judge. right? Yeah. Our final judgment day, he will be the ultimate judge. Because along the way, we're going to have our parents or, and then our grandparents and things like that and our bishops or whatever um, judge us at the, at the second coming. But then our final judge is Christ. He is our final judge. But he also... I guess I've never thought of him as the the ultimate judge of whether or not something is constitutional or not. Does he do that too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's... Because uh, I always thought of him as our ultimate judge. He's going to judge us on whether or not we can go to heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. That's how we typically say that. But he could also be making sure that none of our rights are taken away or stripped away or mm-hmm. protector of those rights, yeah. which yeah. is really cool. He is the protector of our rights, absolutely. So yeah, but the second thing he's that he's a legislator also. So he is the lawgiver. Yeah, he does right? make the laws as well. He does make the laws. He is the um person who um thinks of okay, this is going to be the best one. And in these laws, like we talked about commandments before, right? The Ten Commandments he gave to the uh, Moses and his people. Yeah. He's given us commandments through the Book of Mormon, he's given us commandments through the church, right? The different laws that we can live to become happier. He wants us to succeed in becoming happy. Yeah. So he gives us laws, ideas, really. Like he doesn't enforce them. But he will later, but he doesn't enforce them now, right? Right, because he's and given us that agency. agency. Yeah, but he does make the laws, and that has been established since the beginning of time. And he's just going to execute. 
execute, which is the next one. But he, he makes those laws and he gives those laws to us, but then he will be the judge to see if we've lived those laws. Yeah, and I think it's just like real life. Like, oh, you have laws. Mm -hmm. You can technically have your agency um, to break those laws. Yeah. yeah. If you want. Yeah. So the last branch, then, is the executive branch. This one is another way of putting it in the in the gospel, uh, in, in the scriptures. It's called the law, the, the Lord of Hosts. He's the Lord oh, of Hosts. Okay. The Lord of Hosts that's what is, that means? Yeah, the Lord of Hosts means, that's like another definition here. The Lord of Hosts means Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces. That's what we call it in America. Right. right? The Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces is the President of the United States, right? Yes. Yeah. And so he's over executing them, making sure we do follow those laws, making sure the judges are making good judgment calls on those laws, and he executes that. But it's also over the armed forces, meaning let's fight our battles, right? Yeah. That's we're going to go to war. We're going to gather Israel. We're going to push away our enemies. And we're going to, that's that's what God is, that's the second coming is all about. I had no idea the Lord of Hosts said it was a, almost a military term. It is exactly a military term. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Let me think if I can remember the Hebrew word for it, because it would be so cool. Let me see. Um... It's really close to Shabbat. Oh, I'm not going to remember. Darn. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, when I remember, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> but anyway, it's a Hebrew term meaning he's the commander in chief. He's the ultimate general upon generals, right? Commander of chief is above generals. So he is going to be the, the man who's going to lead the army. He's going to take it by the head of the head, the, by, by the horn, right? In the constellations, the, the Lord of the host is the Taurus, the bull. Really? Yeah. So he's got these two big giant horns and he's going to take those horns and he's going to gather the righteous and he's going to cast out the, the wicked. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So as a review, see if you got it. <laughs> okay. uh, you made it super easy for okay, me to good. remember. Okay, good. All right. I hope so. You got the king, which is the, well, actually, well, shoot, I guess I forgot the king part. The king part was the, the uh, kinning, yeah, right? Yes. But nurturer. Nurturer, the almost, protector, yeah, protector mm -hmm. that kind of person. Yeah. And then you had the, the legislative branch, uh, you know, you had the legislative branch, which is the lawgiver. You had the judicial, which is, he was going to be over the judge mm -hmm. and the Lord of hosts over the executive. So I was like super easy to remember. <laughs> it was I'm easier glad. than the one the last time too. Yeah, so. yeah, the last time with the um, the jail analogy. Yeah, that was yep. cool. Yeah, jail analogy. And this one is the the government, right? He's over the governmental branch of of being a thing. So I hope that you guys have understood the role of Christ a lot better. So in in so that you guys can understand your role better. And in this case, in him being the king at the second coming, that it will be give you your end in mind, right? Your end yeah. in mind. And there is a, a statement that you pointed out to me. In, um, yes. What was the song? Um, count your many blessings. The very end yeah. of count your many blessings. Let God and heaven be your goal. That's our ultimate end goal. Yeah, our ultimate end goal is that knowing that we're going to have a king, a judge, a lawmaker, and the Lord of hosts, and everything's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. 
and we can have have faith in that. If anything I've learned in these roles of Christ is that we can just have faith in the roles of Christ and what he does for us. Nothing else matters. We don't have to worry about the plague or people dying or, you know, we don't have to live in fear because we know that those are things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. That there will be punishments for breaking the laws. Yeah. That there will be, he is the judge that will judge those. Yes. And he is the Lord of hosts that will cast them out or bring them together. And he will ultimately reign as king of kings and lord of lords, protecting and um, providing for us and nurturing us in a very amazing way. It's really cool. It's so cool. It's a, I, I love this whole thing of giving. It's just given me more faith in, in Christ and built that relationship with him of knowing the roles of Christ. It's like, well, those are the roles that we have now. Like, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And everything's, and I don't have to live in fear because things are going to work out. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. Well, that makes me sing with joy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you have been touched. And I hope that you all have also, and being able to, um, just learning the roles of Christ, helping you learn your own roles, learning your own story, and learning what your end goal is, and that. It's all going to turn out okay. Yep. It's all, God's got this. God's got this. So remember who you are. Who are you? You are God's children. And he's going to protect you. He's going to be your kinning. Yep. (laughs) Okay, thanks for joining us. Yep, have a good day. This has been Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast.